Are you struggling to pay for your IVF treatment? Access My Super is here to help. At Access My Super, we understand that your fertility process can be expensive and take time, which is why we are here to assist you in the early release of your super to help pay for your treatment. With a one-off fee of $549, our team will handle your application no matter how many cycles you go through. Visit our website at accessmysuper.com.au or contact us on 1-800-845-121. Hello to all you listeners out there. Thank you so much for joining me on All About Fertility podcast. I'm Ella, your host. And today I'm speaking with Edward Zarr, and he is a certified practicing marketeer, a marketing mentor, and a master coach. He's mentored thousands of winners globally to help them get more clients and is married to a woman who shares his passion in mentoring, coaching, and helping people realize their hidden potential. Edward, thank you so much for joining me today. It's not very often that I hear from the other half sharing their fertility journey. So I'm over the moon that you're sharing your story with us. Oh, Ella, it's an absolute pleasure and honor being on your show. And to all our fans listening out there, thanks for all your love support. Appreciate you all. Oh, thank you. Now, you have a very interesting story. Can you tell us a bit about yourself and how you met your beautiful wife? Yeah, well, uh, a little bit about me. I'm a marketing mentor and master coach, as you said, work with thousands of wonderful people across the world. And I actually met my wonderful wife, Lassie, at a networking event. The event is called For Networking. It's a British networking event in Australia. And I met Lassie there when I was actually running one of the groups. Now, I'm going to assume that when you met your lovely wife, that you courted her, you won her over with your charm, and she said yes when you popped the question. Uh, Yes and no, in a way. In a way, actually. She actually... She actually asked to meet me for a coffee because she was interested in hiring me to become her coach. Oh, okay. (laughs) And I remember we met up at a 4 p.m. on Friday for a coffee Mm -hmm. and then the coffee morphed into drinks, Mm -hmm. then drinks morphed into dinner, then the meeting morphed into a date and then it just pretty much instantly morphed into a relationship and it was just all from there. It was Incredible and life-changing. Did you always know that you wanted a family? Uh, well, the answer, the, the answer is yes, I did, actually. I've always wanted to, like, get married and have children. But mm. for me, I had a, I've had a um, – no, I wouldn't say I've had – I'm not here to play the violins or say I've had a rough life or anything, but I've yeah. had a rough life. Right. A very rough life full of life-threatening situations, ups and downs. So, And also on my part, too, some very bad relationship choices historically mm. and a combination of – you know, what I've been through plus bad choices on my part, I never really had the opportunity to start a family. And when I was interesting, before I met Lassie, I actually stopped dating. I was actually quit dating, wasn't interested. And I only said, I'm only going to date the woman I'm going to marry and have children with. So I went into this very much, I'm just looking for marriage mode and I'm just not interested in anything else. And it was, it was liberating. And uh, when I finally met, it wasn't that long, it was about 10 months later after, after I decided to stop dating, about 10 months had passed and that's when I met wonderful Lassie and it just instantly took off from there. So you met, you discussed family, you were on the same page. So when did you decide to start a family? Well, probably um, we started talking after about two months we were together. We were we actually spoke about, this is a, a, a bit of a fun for you, we actually talked about having kids on first date. 
So there you go, right? So don't messing around, right? But what was funny actually on our first date, it was hilarious. Um, this is the fr- this is more the coffee that morphed into a date. Uh, mm-hmm. Lassie just said to me, you know, well, we're having dinner. We're having dinner in Darling Harbour, that nice Japanese place there, Darling Harbour. And she just said to me, oh, so Ed, what are you looking for? And I, and I, just, told, I just told her the truth. I said, look, uh, you know, it's actually stopped dating 10 months ago. Uh, I've had a lot of relationships before and I just stopped and I said, I'm actually looking for marriage. I'm actually looking to get married and have kids. Uh, I'm not interested in dating or anything casual. And she goes, ha, ha, <laughs> me too, <laughs> right? And she goes, uh, and I just laughed, well, this is going to be a great evening. And she goes, yeah, totally. And, um, and that was, I think that I would say that was probably the moment that things started to really, that, where it sort of immediately morphed from, where it clearly morphed from a coffee into a date and a relationship because I suppose what it is is that, again, bring this back to what you do, Ella, and where I love your expertise is, is that we're older parents. So, you know, we both met when mm-hmm. we're both past 35. And, you know, it's, yeah, it was great. great. My only criticism of Lassie is when <laughs> were you 10 years earlier, <laughs> which, is, which, is, which is really a criticism yeah. of me, not her. And, you know, that's just, uh, and I say that obviously in complete humour. But, you know, that, and that was my only now, thing. Now, look, I, I totally understand meeting your partner later on in life. You actually don't think about fertility. And when you meet someone later on, you think, oh, okay, great, excellent. We've met someone, we can get married, and now we have kids, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And we we immediately knew on the offset, and, again, Lassie wouldn't mind me saying this, is that we immediately addressed, we, we addressed the elephant in the room that night. Um, the first date saying, look, mm-hmm. we're going to have kids. We've got to do this right away. You know, it's, you know, Ed, I'm past 35 and all for it. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. so went straight into things and yeah, fertility was an issue. And again, talking more to my own journey here, we were trying for about, mm-hmm. you know, six to 12 months and just, we weren't getting the results. And we started, mm-hmm. we started looking at options. We looked at IVF and all that, but then one of our wonderful friends over the years, who I'm aware that you um, are aware of, is our wonderful friend Ali Huang, who is actually a top um, acupuncturist and Chinese herb specialist. And she, we've been friends with her for years. So we immediately, before we did anything crazy like, you know, going to IVF, which no one wants to do, right? No one wants to do that. We just went straight to Ali and said, Ali, here's the problem. What do you think? You know? Mm-hmm. And because again, and I, I know you, a lot of our viewers are not, and I'll say this to everyone: you don't want to do IVF. I, you don't want to do IVF unless you've got no choice. Okay, IVF yes. is exactly. not is. The more I learned about IVF, is the more we just don't want to do this. Okay, we want to we want to exhaust the natural options first, and only do this as a, a fallback. Okay, as a last resort. Yeah. So yeah, we uh, worked with Ali and um, and Ali, well, two children. We worked with Ali both times, and the results were outstanding. Obviously, yeah. Congratulations on both fronts. So when oh. it, so when it wasn't happening, six months, twelve months, did you decide to go to the GP or did you go straight to Ellie, your acupuncturist? I went straight to Ali. So we like we already did our own desk research, right? right? Okay. We were already sort of like. Was we we got really good health insurance, you know, Medibank, private, all that sort of mm. thing, uh, and we realised that, you know, we started doing the research on IVF, right? And we're like, mm-hmm. Ugh, 
do we have to do this? It's very invasive. This is, oh, this is, oh, it's 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 the ads make out that IVF is like a one-off. No, it's a whole it's a whole mission by itself. IVF. It's a very long drawn process, and it's not guaranteed as well. Mm. The actual odds of success aren't as high as you think. And so we, but we we knew Ali, we knew Ali Huang all along, and Ali's amazing. Mm. So we. I immediately spoke to Ali and again, Ali is an absolute genius. So if you're listening to her, we love Ali, highly recommended. And, you know, it went and we just said, Ali, we need some help. And she's like, don't worry guys, I'll look after you. And she, we just went in there and put our trust into Ali and she delivered not once, but twice. As someone who is going through my own fertility journey, I'm actually a part of quite a few women's group and, you know, we love to express ourselves and um, I think we're really, really great at supporting each other. But we tend not to hear about the effects of our other half and, um, you know, how they're dealing with their pain. And a lot of the time, anyway, men tend to not discuss the way how they feel. Um, so how did you feel and were you stressed? Did you think it was never going to happen? What was running through your head? Yeah, well, I was thinking all of the above. We were both stressed. I was thinking it was going to happen. And just to sort of address the elephant in the room, I wasn't blaming Lassie one bit. I was actually concerned about my own fertility. So just talking the elephant in the room, never at any point did I ever say, well, I'm fertile and you're not. Absolutely mm. not the case. In fact, I always assumed I was the problem and I was actually quite, and I'll tell you why, right? And I was actually thinking about this beforehand. I was actually quite nervous about my own fertility. Uh, mm. So, you know, and, and there's several reasons for that. One is, you know, uh, I've had a, I've had a very rough mm-hmm. life, but I, I, you know, I was, I was in a coma for a while. I've been injured very badly. Uh, I had really bad PTSD, uh, post, as in PTSD from the military as in post-traumatic stress oh, disorder. Wow. So, you know, I've suffered from a mental illness a lot of my life. And, you know, and, and, and that, 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 that's included of, you know, bouts of extended homelessness and, you know, you know, not so a lot of my life, not so much anymore because, you know, it, you know subtracting the last five, five years maybe, but a lot mm-hmm. of my life has been very difficult living in very poor conditions. So, you know, I had a lot of doubt over my own fertility, a lot of doubt, and I had a lot mm-hmm. of anxiety on that because I thought, you know, I think I'm the problem. Now, whether that was true or not, I don't know. But, you know, to this day, I think I was the problem. I can imagine the stress of, you know, carrying that burden around on your shoulders um, could really weigh on you. Um, so with this in mind, when you booked in with Ali, did did she work on you and Lassie? Yes, that's correct. We both saw Ali. But we had actual sessions together quite often, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's... um. You know, the way it worked is at the start, the sessions were identical, then it mm-hmm. diverged. Then Ali was pretty much trying to say, look, Ed, I think you're fine now. You can back off a bit, but I need to do more work on Lassie. So the start, we would do things together. And later on, I would diverge and Lassie would do more mm-hmm. work, you know. Um, and, mm-hmm. yeah, it was really good. So, you know, we did it all together. And it was funny, the moment, you know, Ali, you know, did the full acupuncture. She did a lot of uh, various, you know, harmonic sound therapies. And also she put us on the Chinese herbs. And whilst the Chinese herbs, you know, do not taste good, right, let's, let's just be honest, <laughs> they're not built for taste but they absolutely deliver. I remember when we started first taking the Chinese herbs, you, f- 
you almost feel better that evening. You know, it mm. clearly does something good to your system. It's like the next day you feel great after taking a dose of Chinese herbs, despite their horrible taste, which is completely not Ellie or anyone's fault. I think the, the treatments usually lasted because what happened every time was about three months. So the treatment mm. sessions will last from memory about three months because what happened was in both instances with our daughter and then our son two years later, uh, you know, we fell pregnant within pretty much a m- after seeing Ali, it's like a month or two pregnant. Wow, you know? that's 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 great results. Yeah. yeah, very chalk and cheese because I remember the first time it was literally, I think it was about nine to ten months, maybe even 12 months. I can't remember, so apologies for not being quite specific on the time. But we were, like, getting really nervous, but it was chalk and cheese. Like, within a month of seeing Ali, all of a sudden Lassie's pregnant. And, and you know... You know that you you know that this treatment directly gave the results. Yeah, there's no question about it. Just based on not working, not working, all of a sudden it's working. Okay, well there you go. You know, mm. it's um, you know, and again, you know, like just supporting you know Chinese herbs, so, you know, and medicine. Yeah, I mean they've been doing this for thousands of years. You know, it's it's been around for a long time. They've been studying this crap, so you know, there's definitely a lot of um, evidence there uh, supporting it. Good to hear that you were successful both times. Um, trying to conceive can be quite a strain on relationships, especially when things are taking a while. So how did you manage your relationship with Lassie? Uh, look, it was interesting because I think we did really well. And I, it's funny, I've spoken to, again, I know this is about me, but I've spoken to a lot of couples who've been the fertility journey. No one was blaming anyone, right? So... And I think that's mm. what made it very, very workable. Like, I think we did a, Lassie mm. and I, and big shout out to Lassie, um, I think we did a great job of working together because no one was blaming anyone. Um, if, if anyone was blaming anyone, I was busy blaming myself, right? You know, no mm. one was blaming anyone. And I think because we both had that yeah. level of self-responsibility, it's what made it work, you know, and... And it's funny, um, again, I, I know I'm just using anecdotes here, but I've spoken to quite a few other people who've been through the journey but have problems. Everyone would start blaming everyone. So be it the man's infertile, the woman's infertile or whatever, or, you know, they think they're infertile. It's when you get that finger pointing, that's when, the, that's when things really go awry and tragically awry. And we never did that. We're always in it together. Um, if anyone, I blame myself for what happened you know, finger pointing at any time in a relationship can be, you know, demoralizing and it can cause issues and adding fertility issues. That's quite stressful. You know, it um, doesn't bring you together as a couple, I guess. And, you know, I think about unity and disunity in a house uh, is, is absolutely miserable. And when you start doubting each other, well, it drives, um, it drives people apart. You know, speaking to some people, I've I've heard that, um, you know, because of the stress and because of the arguments, you know, some couples just don't last the journey, unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. Because I suppose, so we went in there with a shared responsibility. It's like, it's not as in you're having a baby, we're having a baby, right? And I think, and we just went into that, both with that united front, because again, we're both a- over 35 um you know i've had a very very you know again i'm not, I'm not here to play violins but i'm just i've got to be honest as well i've had a very rough rough life that's involved you know you know bouts of homelessness homelessness physical trauma uh, and mental illness you know so you know and 
Yeah, and it's and it's interesting. It's when when you're in that yeah. position, it's sort of like, okay, let's do it. But it's funny though, going back to the treatment that we had with Ali Huang, is that almost instantly you knew it was working. So I remember then when Lassie and I got home from the mm. first treatment session, we felt great, right? We felt different, running at a higher energy, and we immediately knew, yeah, we. I think we're going to nail this one. I think the natural health mm-hmm. is going to work out great. Love it positive thinking and putting it into the universe. You know, you think it, you breathe it, you be it, you believe it. But, you know, it's easier said than done sometimes. Yeah. And Lassie Lassie comes from like a Chinese Hong Kong background. She'd always make racial jokes saying, no, I'm an Asian girl. There's no way we're infertile. Half the planet's Asian. No, she'd always, <laughs> she'd always make those racist jokes. And I'm Middle Eastern, so I'd say, oh, yeah, and and and. and and, and my ancestors would have 10 kids each. So we always joke, we can't be a Middle Eastern guy and an Asian woman. We have to be the most fertile people on the planet. That was our running joke. So, You know, I believe that um, mindset is a part of the journey. Um, remaining positive and shutting out all the background noise is really important. You know, at times we can be our own worst enemy. And I love the analogy that um, – Someone said, if you look at yourself in the mirror and you say to yourself, oh, my God, I look so old. And then over time, you know, when you look at the mirror, you start to believe it and you start to look old. Yeah, well, I think what it is is that, you know, it's when you're working with the right people because, you know, it's because I'm surrounded by the right people. You know, for example, you know, Lassie, uh, her mother-in-law was great, her parents, and also having access to Ali and also shout to Ali's father um, as well also uh, work with her what took out a lot of the anxiety is we're working with top people and I say top people we've got the top people working with us and when you've got the best people working with you it takes out a lot of the anxiety because you know you've got the best people the money can buy you know you're working with the right characters you know so the fact that we had the right people working with us that alleviated alleviated a lot of the anxiety but I think what also alleviated a lot of anxiety as well was that uh, I could just tell health-wise I was getting there. It's uh, so for me. I lost, you know, I lost the weight. Got really to this day. Got really you know, taking up, taking away, putting on all this weight in the first few weeks of Corona. Let's just pretend that never happened for the moment, right? So if I just edit history and pretend there was no such thing as Corona, I've done mm-hmm. a really good job with my health and weight. So that also really gave me confidence in myself. And, and Lassie as well. Lassie did a great job in improving she was already quite healthy but she took her health to the next level so I thought yeah we're on a winning track here this is great I a hundred percent agree you're right who you have in your team is really important you know I recently spoke to a fertility specialist and uh, he had a great way of looking at it because he um, visualized a a tennis player and uh, you have certain people in your box watching you play your game right you have your coach you have your manager your partner uh, your parents your in-laws your friends and they're all cheering you on and that's your team that's your team that's going to get you through your fertility issues um, or your fertility journey it doesn't have to be a silo journey your team's there in order to help you achieve your positive result yeah, well said, well said, and, and exactly as you put it, Ella, you know, we're so, again, if you've got the right people working with you, that takes out like 80% plus of the stress, you know, and, and and I think what it was, the other thing that gave us that good, I suppose, emotional verification was instantly feeling better as a result of the treatments, be it the acupuncture, the, you know, the 
harmonic audio therapy or even the Chinese herbs, the instant feeling of feeling more healthy and vital, you know you're on the right track. You know you're heading the right way. Would you have done anything differently? Probably the answer is I would have gone to the nat instead of spending twelve, you know, ten or twelve months messing around, I would have just rocked up straight at Ali saying, All right, okay, stick the here's my belly and my arm, stick the in my head, stick the needles in and where's and give us those goddamn herbs, hand them over. There's your money. <laughs> so <laughs> so and, and I say to people um, when I encourage and it's like it look i'm not a fertility expert hardly and i'm like you know yeah i'm like a i'm like a middle eastern guy from western sydney right so i'm not like Mm -hmm. you know i'm not some guy you would say that's highly in touch with this feminine side but what i do say is this is that you know being a male or female uh and you're starting the pregnancy journey what i say to anyone is you got to work on your health okay you got to really really work on your health and i think you know, you know, like Ali, you know, getting an acupuncturist, getting a herbalist, even going to the gym and working out, losing a few pounds, knocking sugar, whatever you can do to lift your health, it's going to make the pregnancy journey faster and better. So I would say just as a default, just go do it. You know, um, the health, and again, like all things, uh, the healthier you are, the lower probability of pregnancy complications you will encounter. Yeah, which is um, great advice. And, you know, I think anybody who is on their fertility journey would have heard, you know, all the messaging around eating well, uh, keeping a well-balanced diet, exercising to get the um, blood flowing. You know, recently I was forced to look at my health again after a few um, couple of failed transfers. Um, Yeah. But finding out that my um, vitamin levels were all rock bottom, I had to, you know, I came to the realisation that I needed to change my diet. Um, I had to get fit and I wanted to be the healthy mean. I had to look at ways of, you know, optimising my health because at the end of the day, I want to, um, you know, be able to produce healthy eggs, um, which turns into a healthy baby and have a, a healthy pregnancy. And, you know, I want to be able to nourish my body and my baby. Ed, what advice would you give to someone if they've been trying for six months? Yeah, well, if if you are, if you have been trying for six, 12 months, you're not getting anywhere. I really encourage you to go the natural path first, you know, speak to, you know, speak wherever you are, we're in Sydney, speak to Ali or Speak to someone in the natural therapies, like speak to someone who's in acupuncture, Chinese herbs, start with someone like that and just take it from there because at the very least they'll help you get your health optimised, okay? And this is the way I look at it. Let's say you get on the natural path and you need IVF, okay? At least you'll be healthy and ready for IVF and it'll actually increase your chance of IVF succeeding. So I say to people, whether it works out or not, do natural first. And let's say you do natural six, 12 months, it doesn't work. You'll be a lot healthier. So when you do the IVF, it'll be more likely to succeed in your favour. Wise words, Ed. Ed, thank you so much um, for joining me today. It's been a real pleasure talking to you. Um, Thank you for being honest and open. It's not very often that I hear from the other half about their feelings um, and their thoughts while they're going through fertility issues so you know I think uh, so I thank you and appreciate your time right no I just want to say thank you Ella it's uh, I honestly was a little bit nervous about doing this interview but I thought you're a cool lady I just need to uh, man up and put my money where my mouth is but it's 
been a, an honor, Ella. You've helped me look deep within, and uh, it's been incredible. Mm, you're welcome. Thank you so much again. Take care.